ever feel empty? Lost? Like the world has turned its back on you? Do you wish you had a place where you felt you truly belonged? Like you had people who see you and love you for who you are? Then I have good news! Church is that place for you! With a few minor tweaks, you can become a person who truly belongs at church. Gay? No problem, we'll just pray that away. Sex positive? Our accountability groups can shame that out of you. Are you someone who values your personal space and privacy? Great! We'll lay hands on you and stare earnestly into your eyes until you divulge all your secrets so we can tell Jesus what a schmuck you are. Excuse me, a lost soul you are. Church! Where we love you exactly as you are. As soon as you change it all. Yes, come to see you. Welcome to episode 178 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Kate Bradley. And we've got a special guest in the studio with us tonight. Uh, She is joining us from across the pond. She donated to our Indiegogo campaign in order to be here tonight as our special guest. And also, she is Kate's mom. She's Kate's mom! (laughs) How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. (laughs) You gave birth to me, guys. I came out of this one. That was an awfully long time ago. Yes, it was. We're both old. (laughs) Fair enough. Thanks so much for donating to the campaign. Oh, that was my pleasure. That uh, was my pleasure. I made it clear in my message that it's like, you don't owe me anything. You've bought so many chocolate bars. (laughs) But she felt felt compelled to because it was a great cause. Yeah. Yeah, it is a great cause. And it's super exciting because we're like... We're past our goal now. Past our goal, guys. That is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. In yeah. such a short time. Yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. Congrats to you, Tom. To yeah. us as a network, and yeah. thank you to the people. To the people. Yes. I look forward to seeing the results. Yes. Next yes. Time I come. Yes. <laughs> I'm very excited. It's. Uh, yeah. It's going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be different and really nice. It's going to be tight. <laughs> yeah. Will it take you long to get it all set up? Uh, no. So we've got, um, so my mom and her fiance are contractors and they're <laughs> going to be building it uh, and like pre-assembling it um, or not pre-assembling it, pre-making all the parts right. and then bringing the parts here to assemble. So they'll be able to build it in an afternoon probably. Oh, fucking cool. Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. yeah. It'll be no more complicated than setting up Ikea furniture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully less, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. And you can just, you, they'll do it all, right? So like you'll yeah. you'll go have a sandwich or something and then you'll come back and then be like, Whoa! yeah, I'll probably like cook them dinner while they're building it so that by the time they're done, there's like food in the house that they can eat. And, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be really cool. And then we're, uh, we're actually going to be partnering with them uh, and marketing it as a product other people can buy. Oh. Uh, so uh-huh. they're going to be an official sponsor um, and we're going to get a cut every time they sell one. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so, see what I was saying, brilliant. Mom. Yeah. This guy, this guy works hard. <laughs> this guy makes things happen. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we uh, we reached our goal last night. We have when this episode comes up, we will have four days left. Uh, 
during our campaign to try and reach some stretch goals, which yes. is crazy. Yes. Um, but honestly, at this point, I'm not stressed anymore, which is nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You deserve that break, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus I mean, Christ. I say I'm not stressed, but look how high my shoulders are right now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you need some tennis ball rubbing. I'll just I'll just slouch there, for the rest of the recording. Yeah. But then it's hard to like reach the mic. Well, you should have thought of that before. Yeah. You can rest after the recording. Yeah, that's it. I'll be stressed for the next hour. Yeah. <laughs> be stressed like my mom. Right, I mean, mom? Shoulders. Look up at those my shoulders. Ears. Yes. <laughs> so you're the first of I was going to say you're the first mom to be on this podcast, but that's definitely not true. But you're the first mother of a host to be on this podcast. Yes. Oh, right. Making history. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can write that's on my tombstone. <laughs> oh, we finally have something we can write. Don't you want to be incinerated? You can, you can incinerated. have a plaque yeah. and have a plaque somewhere. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 I well, want to be incinerated and then have my ashes buried and get a tombstone. Oh, right, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Nice idea. Yeah. Yeah. Best like a world. bench. A bench would be good. Yeah. yeah. Overlooking something pretty. Even and then I can, I can talk to your ashes. <laughs> every, every, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> every time you come over to England, which will be about once every 10 years, I expect. Oh, you'll be scattered over there? Probably. Oh, that sucks. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you an excuse to go to England. I mean, you already have an excuse to yeah. go to England. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> While she's flesh and bone. <laughs> Yeah, but she's not a bench yet. Come on. No, no. I've got, I hope I've got a while before I transform into a bench. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I like that idea. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll blend the ashes into the concrete, so you will be the bench. Oh, you like that? There's huh? probably health and health and safety regulations that stop oh. that kind of thing. Yeah, we yeah. don't have as many health and safety regulations here as you do in England. England is it's nuts. There's oh, really? stickers Completely. on everything. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. like the weirdest one? You cannot take a picture of your kid in the playground if you're the dad. Because huh. you might be a man, stay a pedophile, planning who he's going to take away. Huh. Right. Wow. I guess that's a good precaution, but... Oh, it's heavy. Also, yeah. And highly, like, presumptuous of, like, any male is a threat. Yeah. 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 And don't they tell them, say that most pedophiles who do harm are known to the family anyway? Right. Right. So yeah. it's it's not some stranger they, out there. It's a, As with many rules to protect us, they are often misguided. Don't really make sense. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Huh. Well, well, that's a nice fluffy topic to start yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we take a trip over to the cash corner? Sure. Cha-ching. Thanks so much to everyone who has donated to our Indiegogo campaign so far. Thanks to you, we hit our first goal this past weekend and are officially into stretch goals territory. This is so fucking exciting. If we hit $12,000, we can invest in a Twitch streaming setup and make our work that much more interactive. If we hit $15,000, we can set up a Twitch stream and send two members of our team to PodCon to join Tom and Teffer there. If we hit $20,000, we can do all that but send five people to PodCon instead of two. So let's keep donating and sharing and see how much we can do in the last days of the campaign. And of course, we're still accepting donations through Patreon as well. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candice, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, and Scotty. Like the paper towels. And if you give at least $5 a month, 
Hey, they pick up the biggest messes, so that's not an insult. Uh, you get to tell us what to talk about once per cycle on the show. Tom, would you like to to give us our first question? Absolutely. Today's Patreon question comes from Gabriel, who asks, "Do you think you can learn to love someone?" Oh, Gabe. Oh, Gabe. Such a such a large heart pounding in that chest. I learned to love Gabe. You did? Yeah. Gabe, I was thinking about this when he sent in the question. So Gabriel's a friend of ours who we do okay. improv with. Yeah, we and, performed uh, with him last oh, night. Right. Yeah, and he's actually going to be launching a show on the network uh, sometime in the next couple months that's like uh, science focused. Yes. Um, and when we first met, we took improv classes together and he was a person that I like hung out with a couple times, but at first I was sort of like, yeah, this guy's fine. Uh-huh. And then after like maybe three or four times, I was like, this guy is fantastic (laughs) i I don't know when it was that it clicked over but it was definitely one of those like you know when you meet friends and and sometimes when you meet a new friend you're like immediately like i'm gonna get along with this person yeah yeah, with gabe i was just kind of like this guy's here i don't know how i feel about him yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but then we like within a few like a few hangouts i was like oh this guy is wonderful okay cool Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah 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 I definitely think you can learn to love somebody because I'm super judgy right off the bat. Um, it's, a pro- it's a problem I have. Um, I can I can kind of blame it on my borderline personality traits because it's written in the description. Oh, really? Yes, that you you see things in a very black and white kind of way, and then mm. you 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 meet someone, and then you put them on a pedestal, and then you're crushed when you actually find out how they are. Oh, yeah. Oh. And you, like the the I've done. Do that. you do the opposite? Uh, not liking someone and then becoming, mm-hmm. then, then putting them on the pedestal afterwards. Um, no, no. I usually put people, because I have a very low um, uh, sense of self-worth, I usually put most people above me. Hmm. And for some people, whenever they d- demonstrate like a skill, like in this Im- the improv world, like you see someone right. who kills on stage, you're like, that person's a god. Right. And then you... Uh, talk to them and you're like oh they're they're a person whereas <laughs> but, and, and when I was younger it would be a drastic drop like mm. I would be super disappointed or I would feel betrayed or whatever now it's just like oh they're human and feeling like that's a cool thing right. but yeah so definitely putting my my predetermined uh you know presumptions of a person aside once I start talking to them that's happened a bunch of times mm. what about you mom mm-hmm. mom well, uh- Mom. mom, are you trying to <laughs> don't make call me my mom? Mom, she's my mom. <laughs> Everybody in England calls me grandma. Well, that's what you are, but you're so it's, much more. It, it's so much easier than trying to remember what the name is. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely believe in it too. I do not believe in the theory of the one. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It's um, um, so love at first sight. Pedestal. I think. You can have great attraction at first sight. Mm. Mm. Whether that's the same thing as really loving somebody, I seriously doubt. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what you were talking about, somebody being on a pedestal, putting them up there and then being so disappointed, you've fallen in love at first sight and put them up there. Wow, everything is wonderful. And then after a little while, there's cracks, I would imagine, start appearing when they don't put their socks in the laundry basket and (laughs) (laughs) don't do their washing up. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad you didn't have to choose to love me. She just just has to. Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, love is a choice, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, love is, you know, I think that sometimes there's things chemically that make us, like, feel love toward people. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, you know the most obvious example of that just being you know parents and their kids right yeah like yeah. your your kid is born and you're like wow i love that thing yeah like it's amazing know, yeah it, it really is really looking forward yeah. to it <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um, temper springies oh wow yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh that's brilliant congratulations thanks yeah it's exciting 
Um, but what? Yeah. I have, I had a friend in high school whose mom, uh, rejected her when they put her in her mom's arms. Really? She was like, I don't, I don't want to hold this thing. This mm. is not my baby. I don't want to really, yeah, she yeah. was, she, she didn't like, well, I, I mean, postpartum, like postpartum depression. Thing, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, that they just feel like terrible. Yeah, it's really bad luck if you get that for yeah. both the mother and the whole family. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think that's actually like more common than we think too. Like probably because because yeah. I think postpartum depression is like a very common thing, and that's like one of the like symptoms that can come up from it. Right, it's mm-hmm. like not feeling a connection to your baby yeah. right away, and like you know, yeah. yeah, that's so hard. Yeah, I feel like because there's so many women popping out sprouts like <laughs> everywhere <laughs> you know so like this surely is, this is nothing new kate <laughs> popping out sprouts yeah um but like and it's just so <laughs> i'm gonna try and bring this to a serious point um so many women who don't have appropriate health care mm-hmm. so then like they go through this dramatic emotional shift psychological shift and they have zero support right mm-hmm. and then that has a massive effect on the kid and herself and it's just like bleh did, so you you just you loved us when we came out? Even you, <laughs> oh, because I really didn't know. I had two boys. Kate's the third one, mm. and I thought, well, you know, how much is love? A, is your love a finite thing? How much love have I got left? Oh right. shit! And I thought, you know, my third child. Am I going to be able to give her as much as I've already given the boys? Right. And it was a serious thing that was that concerned me. Holy crap! And yet, as soon as you're born. The, Love obviously isn't something that you've got like three pounds, two ounces. And once you've used up your three pounds, yeah. two ounces, you don't have anymore. Right. It's everlastingly expandable. Right, right, right. Yeah. Were there moments? Okay, truth time. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't the oh greatest gosh. children at various points. We were had there, our moments. We had our moments. Were, were there any times where you, where you were like, my life would be better without you? No, there weren't. It, it's amazing. I, I, I'm a real. I think I must be a really traditional mum. Even the even the teenage years, which are horrible. Yeah. I would never not wanted you to be there. Hmm. It was. It. That's the way it is. It's. Um, yeah. And I yeah. think it's like that for an awful lot of parents. And I think dads are much more into this now hmm. than they would have been even when you were young. Your dad was quite involved when you were young. But the remember. days of men be, <laughs> men refusing to push prams are long gone. Oh yeah, absolutely. Holy uh, shit! Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, you see, see them in the supermarket, and actually, you didn't used to see men doing the shopping either. Mm-hmm. Shopping with the baby in the cart, and off we go. Yeah, so squishing melons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the way dads are. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, as long as they're not playing football with them. Oh Christ! Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Produce football. Twitch. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a really good point, though. That like. I think we can see ourselves as only being capable of so much love. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe what that is more is only having so much energy, right? Mm -hmm. Like like you can, you know, if you have two kids and you love them a lot and then you're about to have a third kid, you're going to love the third kid just as much. You're just going to be more tired. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You're going to cut so many corners. (laughs) I was very lucky at that point because I could stay at home. Mm. How it works out when mothers have to go more or less straight back to work and have to put their kids in daycare yeah i think that must be so hard and Mm. it's so easy to guilt trip on because you'd say you know i'm not looking after my child as much as i want to Mm. do they do everything right at the daycare if it was yeah it's a I was a bitch. I was so. Di- I remember you dropped me off at that fucking hellhole on Peel. 
the YMCA oh. daycare mm. thing, and they they had their fucking playground on the fucking roof of oh. the giant building. Weird. And I was like, I was refusing to let her go. I was just like, no, mm. do not leave me here. And I cried the whole time when she left. And then she came back, and she was just like, you little shit. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what happened at all. I have run out of love for you. I, yes, <laughs> I have run out. Don't push me. And she would show me a vial of her love, and she'd be like, there's so little left. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you fallen out of love with friends? I don't think so. For life forces have separated us. I might, mm-hmm. We might not see people as much. Um, and maybe there are one or two friends that I found really when I got to know them better that they weren't the person I thought they were. Right. But not as dramatically as fallen out of love. Mm-hmm. That's so uh, that's yeah. And you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't a good friend back in the day. I was impulsive and and caught up in my own shit. So I've, as I've mentioned on the podcast a few times, that I've, uh, yeah, friends, I would have fun with people and I would be impulsive and that was fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm funny, so that's fun to be around as well. Mm-hmm. But then when it came time for Kate to be there for you, it was like Kate wasn't there. So mm-hmm. then I've, I've lost friendships by not being engaged in the friendship properly. Right. So they, pro- they fell in, out of love with me. Hmm. Like, oh, this this fluffy bunny is 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 not a fluffy bunny. Right. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you been a fluffy bunny to other people? I've been a fluffy bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've I've ended a lot of friendships. Oh, you have? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that sounds really dramatic. I what I mean is I think I've ended more friendships than I've had people end with me. Okay. Um mm-hmm. and I I think a lot of that is just Especially over the past few years, just kind of coming to coming to a place where I have more self confidence and mm-hmm. like yeah. thinking that I have yeah. worth, right? And and realizing that there are people who I considered friends who were taking advantage of me or right. like yeah. who I considered friends who, you know, didn't really care about anything that was going on in my life uh-huh. or like, you know, judged me in like really harsh mm-hmm. ways or like thought that I was just someone they needed to fix. Oh god! And so, like, okay. I've definitely yeah. cut people out for that kind of thing, right? And, yeah. Like, there's a disillusionment that comes with yes. it when you're like, yeah. "Oh, this person who I thought was my like, you know, you know, best friend and like partner that I'm working on stuff with, and like, you know, we're super tight, has actually been taking advantage of me for years. Like, yeah. that's terrible. You yeah. Know? Oh god. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a very healthy decision on your part, though. Yeah. To, to realize yeah. that that's you need more than that, and you you are worth more than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. But I think it's. I think it can be really, it can be much harder to do that than to just forge new relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you have to take a stand. Yeah. Like, you have to make that call. Did you take a stand in as much as you you spoke to them about it? Oh, yeah. Or did you just stop seeing them? I spoke to them about it, yeah. Okay. That's brave. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and and that's the thing, right, is that sometimes you can just sort of try to ghost on the people that that you need to cut out of your life and just, you know, pretend they don't exist anymore, but you won't get any closure out of that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that'll sort of haunt you. And like, yeah. then they still have power. Right. Like, yeah. you know, they have a, a power over your emotional state. And like, the yeah. only way to get closure is to like, tell them like, I am not going to let you have power over my emotions anymore. And yeah. that's so yeah. hard, but yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. But in terms of like learning to love people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's like a thing that can happen a lot more subtly. Right. Like you don't need mm-hmm. to like make that choice. Yeah. You don't have to decide like, oh, I love this person. 
Oh, know, yeah, 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 for it, sure. It just sort of happens. And then one day you realize you're like, oh, wow, like, you know, my friend just yeah. posted a selfie and my instinct was to like comment telling them that they are a great person. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's really, really fun to to discover how wonderful a person is. And yeah. to like, yeah. even when you think they're they're already wonderful and then they do something else and you're just like holy crap you're such an amazing person or like the way that they show their uh affection towards you or the way that they support you when you're in 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 difficult times and you're just like fuck you're so (laughs) awesome do you do you feel sometimes like um like sometimes I don't I don't want to sound disingenuous but I really want to tell the person how wonderful they are but Mm -hmm. I, I also know what it's like to um that like feel very uncomfortable about getting a compliment oh yes, this terribly. one right here <laughs> cannot take a fucking compliment no, it's, it's very hard i'm too british <laughs> it was so much dinned into me as a child as you do not blow your own trumpet and i know if you get a compliment somebody else is blowing a trumpet for mm-hmm. you but it's still no i want to do my thing i do not want to be picked out and yeah our childhood stuff carries us it stays with us a long time doesn't it yeah it's, yeah um, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, she's looking at me with eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, uh, this is something that I didn't realize was a thing that I do until Teffer pointed it out. But I am a person who tends to like praise his friends. Um, and so, you know, I, and since she pointed it out to me, I've been doing it even more intentionally because, you know, when yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's such an it's such a good feeling mm-hmm. yeah. and like I would just do it unintentionally yeah. and then feel good about it and not realize that there was a connection there and oh, so when nice. she pointed it out I was like oh that's so nice I'm gonna do that more yeah <laughs> oh that's so that's great yeah yeah, yeah. yeah to really nice. to to take note that you're you're doing that is awesome because yeah. it's it's wonderful like and it's this weird thing in society where positivity is seen as some kind of weakness right. whereas negativity is like totally normal and we should shit on each other all the time yeah. so you being nice to your friends is fucking awesome like even if the person does have some kind of rejection of it on the in the moment hmm. if they know you well enough they know that you're not lying or whatever right. like even yeah. beyond what they think in their own mind it's going to have a little bit of a you know a yeah. little, little a little something, something. A little sugar cube. Yeah. You know? It's that little sugar cube. Yeah. Whenever whenever Tom's nice to someone, a sugar cube melts <laughs> somewhere on the globe. Oh. He doesn't get a little ding in his video games <laughs> and a bit more money to buy. No, no, with. he doesn't he can't benefit from it, and that's why he wouldn't be doing it. The sugar cube melts. That's what happens. Yeah. And then there's just a sticky spot. There's just a yeah. sticky spot. And then flies come. Yeah. And that's great because, you know, the ecosystem. Sure. Really? <laughs> I, I think little detail about flies um this is so unrelated uh we pick up dog poop correct yes you know yeah. mom you do it too um and then we tie the bag at the back because what, why use one bag per poop you know yeah. and then the flies lay their eggs on the bag mm. because they're like there's there's goody goodness in this i don't like that so uh tom's a great person <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> i'm just trying to work out if i'm going to carry on picking up poop in the garden with the bag that's been hanging on the side with flies laying there what eggs do you think the, the eggs are somehow, somehow going to go into your skin pores and then they're going to be born through oh. from you i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking that, but now I'm thinking that, yeah. and I don't want to think that. You'd become the fly queen. <laughs> Nasty. Think of all the things you could accomplish as the fly queen. Oh, no, I'd rather not. Okay. 
You could learn to love being the fly queen. Yes, oh. yes, see? And we would learn to love you in your new being. You would? Absolutely. <laughs> if the fly queen still made vegetables to go along with our meat. That's something that my mom brings to my life. Mm. Vegetables. <laughs> and when she leaves, so do the vegetables. The other three quarters of the year, you guys are dangerously close to getting scurvy. Yes. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. And we send her like messenger videos of us sort of dying. And she's, she sends a snapshot of her flight ticket or whatever. Eat healthy. Exercise regularly. Take cold showers. Avoid sugar. Practice yoga. Drink more water. Meditate. Practice mindfulness. Wear barefoot shoes. Avoid fat. Eat more fat. Go vegan. Try paleo. Do CrossFit. Drink bone broth. Try black Do P90X. Try a menstrual 30 squats a day. Eat more day squats. Cuts. Keto strong. Only good cow. Mindful. Get more protein. Avoid the dirty dozen. Try a bark. Drink some Take an eye. Wear natural. Wake up early. Use a stand. Courage. Staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. Sometimes it feels like you have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes, all it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. Hi, I'm Tristan D'Amour. You might know me from the Scrum Podcast. Hi, I'm Harrison Milo Jason. You might know me from... Uh, anyway. So we're here to tell you about a new podcast miniseries called Hebemus Pod. It's a show about HBO's The Young Pope. Every episode, we'll feature a guest viewer to talk about an episode. Will they have a fresh perspective on the show? Two years after it aired? We sure hope so. It's very simple. We talk about three things. A highlight, a low light, and the very famous... Cherry Coke Zero character of the episode. Yes, yes. Uh, and we hope you tune in right here on the Upfront Network. Hi, I'm Tefera Jemian, one of the hosts of Yeah, a podcast on the Upford Network. We're talking about young adult literature, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what the YA genre can teach us at any age. Join me and my co-host, Hannah Bailey, as we talk about friendships, dating, family relationships, sexuality, experiences of queerness, body politics, and more through the lens of our favorite YA novels, as well as books we're just discovering. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upford Network, and on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Our Indiegogo question for today's episode comes from Candace Pye, who's also launching a show on this network yes. in a couple weeks, funny enough, um, who asks, what's something you were made fun of for when you were younger, and how did you learn to deal with it? Dredging up past memories. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was made fun of for um, fucking up uh, French. 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 It didn't last very long because I assimilated. But look at her. She's, she's like, I don't remember this. She's, no, giving, me, she's giving me the I don't remember yeah. this face. I would say le fleur instead of oh, la fleur. Okay, yes. And yes. fuck up stuff like that. And, yeah. and it made me a target. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But not, not much. They didn't throw apples at me or anything. Right. Right? Is that what bullying is? I think <laughs> throw apples. It's mostly apple <laughs> They just throw apples. Which would hurt. Apples are big. Yeah. Apples aren't big. Someone else talk. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, so I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is something 
that I was made fun of for as much as just like the way that I was bullied. If okay. that makes sense. Like, cause I think there's a difference between being made fun of for a trait, for instance, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like people picking on you. For, Although yeah. Maybe, yeah. Cause maybe, they'll find yeah. something like yeah. they, they yeah. it doesn't have yeah. to be something weird yeah. about you. Right. For it's them not to like make, a specific yeah. thing. It's yeah. It's just them seeing weakness, I guess. Eh, pr- projecting their own projecting sometimes. their own yeah but i think they pick on they do tend to pick on people who they perceive as being weaker yeah. often right. physically weaker often yeah smaller vulnerable yeah, yeah. vulnerable yeah. is a good yeah. word yeah. yeah yeah i was always a like i was always a softer kid you know both like physically and emotionally i was a you know i was a soft boy um and uh in high school especially i had people like you know calling me you know I had people calling me faggot. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Ooh. And like in high school, it it was especially frustrating because I was very closeted and I thought I was doing a good job at like not letting anyone know that I was queer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't come out as bi until Sejep. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, but it was it was frustrating because like people would, you know, make fun of me for that and I was like I have never once like given you any reason to believe this about me yeah yeah. and also I'm actively repressing this what do you mean (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah um which is so fucked up because they they probably weren't even like oh they had attacking that specific part of your nature they were just like being assholes yeah they just were opening all kinds of doors in your own mind yeah yeah this guy is you know he's got a high voice and long hair so we're gonna make fun of him for it and like that sucked, but one time I punched a dude in the face and the, like, hall monitor guy who, like, our high school had a hall monitor who was, like, a middle-aged man who would walk around, like, keeping the peace, Scowling basically. At people. Yeah, pretty much. He was great, and uh, he saw this happen. He he saw the guy call me a faggot. He saw me turn around and punch him in the face, and then I walked away, and the guy was like, hey, why'd you hit him in the face? And I told him, and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and let me leave. <laughs> And that was a really nice moment. And then, like, from then, like, I didn't really get picked on anymore. Yeah. It was was this nice thing. But, like, yeah, I think that that was was a hard thing for me to get made fun of for because at the time I was also very, like, conservative and Christian. Mm -hmm. And, like, Mm -hmm. I was actively repressing my sexuality and telling myself, like, no, no, like, you are a straight person who is just sometimes attracted to like men. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're going to live like a straight person and it's dumb that they think you're not. Yeah. Because that reflects, you know, that's not what your religion is, right? And that was so dumb and toxic and terrible. And and when I eventually like got over that, everything just got so much lighter and easier mm-hmm, to deal with. Yeah. And you know. So yeah, that's that's how I learned to deal with that was by, you know, coming out and accepting that like people can be nuanced and multiple things and yeah 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 and how did you how did you deal with it like in the like aside from the punch like did it just became turmoil turmoil in your mind like because there's no there's not a a clear way to deal with that when they're being assholes no yeah well that's it right like the only way to deal with it is to you know it's it's a fight or flight thing right you have to get away from it or you have to fight back and you shouldn't punch people in the face but look, usually, yeah, because I mean, like my my uh, my brother, I had this conversation with him uh, about his daughter being bullied mm-hmm. and that he had said, just fight back. And I was so upset. And I was like, don't you shouldn't t- be teaching her that. That's awful. You shouldn't be teaching her to go to violence and whatever. And then talking to a few other people and it just made me realize, like, yeah, sometimes you can't get away from it. And that right. sometimes that one act of violence yeah. will 
shift the balance of status and then they'll they'll back off right. you know so mm-hmm. it's like it's bad to go to violence but at the same time sometimes it's the right way to react right. you know yeah it's it's tough right because you don't want to encourage someone to like do lasting harm exactly but sometimes yeah. that is what it takes to like establish new boundaries yeah 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 and, and, yeah i don't know there's there's got to be other ways i find in retrospect other people who picked on me it was sometimes just as effective to like get really big and loud oh right act crazy yeah yeah act big and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. well that's it because i you know in addition to being like a soft gentle kid i also was big <laughs> like i was built. oh right you know i i, I looked like this in high school but a little thinner because i hadn't put on any like adult weight really yet. okay yeah. um so i could just kind of like get tall and intimidating if i wanted to and yeah and that got me out of some situations and, oh great you know. yeah but yeah shifting power dynamics like that is is something that is hard to navigate mm-hmm. and often it's not as productive as actually dealing with the thing inside of you that makes those things hurt yeah mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah Sheesh. especially when in a circumstance like that that you couldn't just talk to somebody about it because right. you you were like i can't this can't be real mm-hmm. i'm not acknowledging right. this yeah. i have to reject it i right. can't talk about it with anybody because that would validate the thought mm-hmm. as real right exactly it was it was hard because it was like you know i can't be you know it can't bother me that he's calling me you know he can't bother me that he's making fun of me for being gay because i'm not gay right right like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no like you it's so hard to find help in those situations. Mm-hmm. So you have to just sort of figure out how to do the work internally mm-hmm. to get to a point where like you're okay with yourself enough that if people don't like your thing, you can, you know, you can respond to that well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a lot of learning for a high school kid to do. Oh, I didn't learn it until I was own. like 20, 21. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because that is, yeah, yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, yeah. Do you, and you were saying that you you didn't really have anything that they were. No, I think I was probably lucky. I mean, I can't remember remember much at school, um, but I think I was middle of the road enough mm-hmm. not to be picked on. Right. Um, Fly under the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think and I, I was reasonably sporty, and that always helps. I think mm-hmm. it's usually the non-sporty p- kids who get picked on. Yeah, 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 that's such a, a, yeah. a clean cut cutoff of like, can you throw a ball? I'll leave you alone. Can right. You, you yeah. can't throw a ball. Oh, here we go. Yeah. You know, that fucking yeah. sucks. Yeah. yeah, I was the same. Yeah, middle of the road. I could, and the fact that I was like when when I was in primary school, the fact that I was English kind of singled me out. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, yeah. it was like kind of special because high school, you know, yeah. and I could draw and. Well, in your primary school, they'd already had a go at Robbie. So by the time you came along as his younger sister, because the elder, my eldest son, Hmm. um, was a bit hyper, Hmm. and he was one of the first English kids in that school. Okay, and he wore glasses. Oh, yeah, it doesn't mean much. He he had a rougher time than you did. Hmm. I don't think I've ever spoken to him about that. But I'm not surprised. I mean, Jesus Christ, James and I gave him a hard enough time because yeah. of how he ran. He he ran in a very flaily way. <laughs> Just limbs everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Poor old Rob. <laughs> he is now a mental health nurse. Cool. And when you think he's, he survived these two. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's... Life throws things at you. you mm-hmm. I mean, life threw a lot at you. Right. And Robbie had nothing in that way. But he did have things like his two younger siblings were both well-coordinated when he was really clumsy. Mm. They can both draw when he can't. 
And so he had to deal with a lot of um, your younger and your younger siblings are um, going to outshine you. Yeah. And he, it didn't end up that way. No. Yeah, I've said, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've said that the, the tables have turned and I'm the, I'm the shit bag whilst they shine. Oh, <laughs> yes. But um, you're the moderately successful podcaster. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to Tom Zalatni. Have, have either of them even recorded a podcast ever? Uh, wait, no, one of them was on. Rob was on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Robbie came here. No, no, no. no. He, he, we did it with him at, uh, at home which, during the wedding. Oh, right. Not during the wedding. That would have been yes. super weird. <laughs> yes. Hold yeah. my ring. I've got yeah. a podcast to do. Yeah. Gotta run home real quick and smoke weed with my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he actually smoked. But anyways. Yeah. yeah, you did the podcast though. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My brother was super hyper. The what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Uh, made fun of. Made fun. Did you yeah. make fun of others? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I think like I mean part of it is if you get picked on, you're going to just be more inclined to pick mm, on other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a bad Sadly. cycle. Yeah. Um. But no, there were people like. <laughs> so part of it is that my high school graduating class. By the time we graduated, we were all fairly like good with each other okay uh which was nice you know you don't always get that um but even like the cliques weren't all that like clear okay there was a lot of sort of like mixing of streams and people you know generally just being good to each other yeah yeah Yeah. but in grade seven and eight for sure there was a lot of you know people kind of figuring out what the social dynamics were going to be and you know there was (laughs) there was a guy that i remember making fun of because his name was peter but it was spelled with an A, so we would just call him Pitar. <laughs> and like, it was it was a small thing, but it drove him crazy. He oh, I can it imagine. Because it yeah. wasn't his name, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like, the repetition. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, my yeah. God, Pitar. I think he was a totally normal dude, totally decent. But, yeah. You know, I don't. Just that one yeah. thing. Yeah. That's the only memory I have of him because it was all we did was oh, just no. mock him. And like, I felt bad about that, but it was just what I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so I think nobody's did he try and make out that it didn't bother him? No, no, he, you know. He, he showed that it bothered him. Yeah. So it, you did it even more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, well, because high school kids are terrible. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Well, They're, certainly yeah. young high school kids. By yeah. the time you get to, I mean, so many of the flaky ones have left by the time they're mm. 16. So by the time you get to secondary five, you've got more chance of getting a, a group that really is positive. Yeah, well, that's it. And I think, like, by the time that I got to grade 11, Wow, I think I was already, yeah, I was working with the youth at my church Mm -hmm. uh, and had been teaching Sunday school for a bit. And I think that that was like subconsciously changing something in me to make me more like, like kinder to people. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because then I started to be the guy who would like greet new students when they showed up and try to make them feel welcome within the first like a couple weeks. You know, there's people that I'm still friends with now who I talk to and they're like, yeah, like you were the first person that I talked to when I got to school. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's things like that where you can learn to be good to people. Ah, fuck why aren't there more why isn't there more of that because I, I was just gonna say about how, how like I was so eager to please um and making fun of people is one way to be cool which is fucked yes. up yeah yeah so like had they had some kind of like class or something to teach me how to not be like that because I was right. I was punched in the face uh during a music class um because and I don't even and this was her sort of moment that she was like fuck you for stuff I had done to her apparently in primary mm. school. Okay. And that I just, and it was, I don't think I did anything like, 
actively, but like I wasn't her friend mm. and like possibly made fun of her a little bit. But um, are you trying to figure out who? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, so she punched me. And uh, I was like, ah, what? <laughs> you didn't tell me. Oh, I didn't tell you a lot of things. Yes, <laughs> quite probably. Yes. <laughs> I didn't tell my mom a lot of things. Yeah. yeah figures. Yeah. yeah. I, I lied a lot. I feel like there could be a whole like genre of podcasting that's just like people telling their parents things. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually told you the thing about the hamsters, though, right? The letting out the hamsters. Oh, you did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I was not happy. A hamster got out, so I let out the other two to find the other hamster, but they oh. found each other. They ripped, they attacked each other, and there was blood, and I just pretended nothing happened for years. Yep, yep. And yep. they ate through electrical cables, and they <laughs> ate my long dresses, and I thought it was just chance that they had got out. <laughs> it all- was me! <laughs> Sometimes I would just open the, you know that latch on the cage door? Oh, yeah. I would unspring it mm. and then leave the door closed, knowing full well that a hamster could push it open, mm. if it so pleased. We uh, we watched after our upstairs neighbor's hamster for like a week, uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, and she didn't tell us. Uh, well, she didn't tell me. She just texted me saying, can you look after our hamster for a couple of days? I said, sure. Uh, so the kid comes down and gives me the hamster and the food and everything yeah. and then uh, leaves. And then Teffer says that the mom had told her that the hamster was like definitely dying soon. <laughs> I was like, I do not want to be there when oh, that happens. No. I don't want to have to tell the kid upstairs, like, hey, sorry, your hamster is dead. And he would think that you did it. Yeah, right, because you don't want to like look like you're the one whose negligence caused an of animal course. to die. It lived. It survived the whole time it was with oh, us. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, definitely looked like it was on its last legs, though. Like, you know when you see an animal and you're like, you've got a year. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like sighing and walking yeah. real slow. Yeah. You know yeah. what's fucked yeah. up about a dead hamster? It's real hard. do you remember james's hamster james's hamster slept a lot so we thought she was sleeping for a really long time and then she was like a fucking pebble i thought i thought you were gonna say it's so hard to blank (laughs) no no just tap it on wow. a table and it'll sound oh, like wood. Oh. Yeah, I had a hamster die once in the middle of the winter and I was 10, so I really wanted to bury it. Oh. Um, so my mom put it in the freezer and uh, when we moved eight years later, we found <gasps> it in the freezer. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it was also hard. Fuck. <laughs> I buried a turtle next to the house in a, in a Tupperware and I didn't tell her and then she's on a gardens and then she found this dead turtle years later. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I mean, imagine. you garden in the summer. Yeah. Right? So on a nice hot day you get this decomposed turtle. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, pets. Yes. <laughs> my, uh, my grandma lived on the beach when I was maybe from eight to 12 Mm -hmm. um and i went to visit her one summer and found a starfish on the beach and she was like oh that's so exciting you can bring it home with you uh and so she just put it in a takeout container in my luggage uh in my like checked luggage and Uh so when we got back to montreal i'm unpacking everything and my mom's like what is that like rancid smell (laughs) i open the container the starfish has dissolved into liquid (gasps) and it's just a skeleton Really? That quickly? Yeah. Oh, shit. It, like, dried out, but also liquefied somehow. 
Oh, well, because if she put it in when it was still squishy. Oh, yeah. And then it's in a closed container. Yeah. Ooh. It was really gross. Should have put that starfish on a on a patio for a while. Should have let that starfish yeah. stay in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even better. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine the slushing oh. starfish matter. There weren't any maggoty things in it, though. No, thank God. <laughs> yeah. The belly of the plane prevented that, at least. Yes. That was, that was so gross, though. The bloated belly of the plane. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for anyone who's listening who's, you know, got things that people are making fun of them for or things that are hard to deal with you're not alone you will you will get there you'll figure out how to get through that and you know look inside yourself first for the solution because probably it's in there yeah yeah like i mean even like when you were saying you were so conflicted Mm -hmm. like and it took a long time Mm -hmm. you eventually found who you really were yeah yeah i came out to my mom last week yeah. Yeah. How was it, Mom? Surprising. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I was just talking, and then I was just like, so I uh, kind of was the thing, uh, so I'm bi. And then she, she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we watched Queer Eye together, and it was <laughs> fantastic. Who's, who's your favorite of the five Queer Eye guys? I don't know. I really have trouble. They bounce off each other so well. Hmm. Um, and between the five of them, they cover the whole range of... Uh, they. The one we watched today was when they did the fire, fire station. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Superman. With Superman, who seemed so unsure hmm. about the whole five gay guys. And yeah. The, dancing lessons <laughs> when he got into it yeah he was cat. oh he was great yeah because yeah. he was the, the others were much more um open to the idea mm-hmm. and he wasn't looking down his nose or anything but he was obviously a little bit unsure right. yeah when karamo was like all over him he was yeah. like i don't know i'm smiling big but i don't know how to feel about this right and to be fair like you know if if somebody that you're not attracted to is you know kind of making advances at you like that on on something that's being filmed for tv like it's fair to be a little uncomfortable yeah for sure (laughs) yeah Yeah, totally yeah okay you do you you know because karamo just got engaged really yeah that's lovely but i like i feel i don't know if he was with somebody when he was because in the first season he's such a horn dog for anybody who's hot around him and like the guys are like pulling him back (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh, Uh. he's, he's he's engaged He's engaged man. Okay. Oh, and the the two guys from the that episode with the harness. Oh, God. they're married now. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of our show for this week. <laughs> Watch <laughs> Queer Eye. That's the yeah. message of the show. That's a good message. Well, I mean, yeah. it actually fits in with they have yeah. they yeah. deal with a lot of like inner struggles yeah. in that yeah. show. So it's a they do it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's on yeah. topic. Yeah. If uh, if you like this episode, uh, there's still a few days left to donate to us at our Indiegogo campaign. Uh, and you could be a guest on our show like Sheila was. Like Shishi. Yeah. Such a good experience. <laughs> I recommend it to anybody. <laughs> yeah, this was super fun. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, that's a pleasure. And thank you again for your support. Um, you can rate and review the show on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts if you want to help us out for free. And uh, share this episode with a friend who is going through some stuff and needs to know that there is love in the mm. world. So much love. Yeah. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tonsil Atni. I'm at Red Random. Are you on Twitter? 
No. <laughs> I do text. <laughs> and you can text kids, Ma. <laughs> um, do we have anything to plug this week? Probably. Uh, You're in a show on Friday, aren't you? Yes. Dream Hunks. <laughs> <laughs> At Montreal Improv. Um uh, uh, Vance, James, and Joe Canto, mm. and a couple other people, I think, and I, I will be in a, a mashup jam nice. uh, for that show. And then on the on Saturday, on Saturday we have another live podcast recording at Montreal Improv at uh, eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Tickets are twelve dollars or ten dollars if you have a Montreal Improv membership card student card. student card yeah yeah did we go back to student card i think so yeah okay. <laughs> uh yeah it's there's gonna be a raffle and actually uh one of the raffle prizes we can reveal is uh an all-access pass to this year's improv festival oh sweet uh, yeah which is like an 80 dollars value and uh everyone who shows up will get one raffle ticket okay but great here's the catch What's there's the gonna catch? be three raffle prizes so if you want to bid on all three you have to spend two extra dollars. <laughs> oh. Um, so there will be, yeah. So everyone who comes will get one ticket to put into any of the three jars they want. And then additional tickets will be available for a dollar a piece. Okay. Cool. Um, hey, mom, will you be there? When was all this happening? On Saturday, 8 p.m. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Cool. My, my mom's going to be there. Sweet. Yeah. It's going to be super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Excited. still still figuring out who's going to open for us but uh by saturday we will know (laughs) excellent (laughs) um yeah come to that it's gonna be super great and it's like a fun opportunity to celebrate with us because we will have finished our campaign fucking you guys thank you so much yeah thank you thank you thank you Ooh, speaking of the campaign uh on friday august 3rd there we go yes (laughs) um from 12 noon eastern standard time to midnight eastern standard time we are going to be doing a 12 hour live stream with guests coming in and out throughout the day oh really uh people from the network people from outside the network uh probably in like one or two hour chunks okay um so uh if you have any free time from noon to midnight on friday check out what's going on there at uh, facebook.com slash upford podcast. And actually, if you like our Facebook page, you'll be notified when we go live. So it's an idea. Yeah, do that. Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP, Benson, as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at (sighs) upfordnetwork.com. Sometimes I finish reading and my head hurts. Oh my goodness. Benson, Joe, Benson, Joe.